Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. So Canada is currently in the midst of... A civil war. Probably one of the most trying times that this nation has ever been through. It's just brother against brother fighting for what people truly believe. Yeah, because you see a... uh... (laughs) (laughs) We tried real hard to keep that serious. (laughs) (laughs) This, uh... This reporter man, this uh, he's a he's a politics reporter. He's from um, Vancouver. He's Justin McElroy, but not that Justin McElroy, the Canadian yeah, one. Yeah, if, if you if you know the other Justin McElroy from my brother, my brother and me, he's not that one. Yeah, um, so <laughs> he's decided to run a competition on Canadian TV, which is the most memorable shows of uh, your youth and your childhood. Yeah, because it's not none of the new shows. And if you have been paying attention to any sort of Canadian Twitter, it has divided the country. It has blown up. It puts such Canadian figures as Anne of Green Gables against the littlest hobo yeah. for what is the most memorable. I feel like that one I've seen the most, like... Because it's Anne of Green Gables. It's like insanity between people people being like, the littlest hobo solved crimes. You Did he? <laughs> yeah, the littlest hobo, he's a dog. They'll go into town and... Wait, he's a dog? Yo, you don't know the littlest hobo? <laughs> no. The littlest hobo is a dog that would go from town to town and help people with their problems. Always following that voice, trying to trying to find his way back home. Was he like a live action dog? Yeah, he was a dog. He was a dog. He's a live action dog. Oh my you gosh. You the Gas episode where there's a little... Where, um... Fred, uh, Fred, yeah, sure, Fred. Fred, Frank, Frank, the dad. No, no, um, Brett? Uh, Br- no, Brent's uh, uh, friend, Ed. Nope, he was on a different show. His name was Ed. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's, it's his actor's name is Fred Uenick. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what his character's name, but his actor's name is Fred Uenick. Um, uh, he thought the Lewis Hubbo was a dog in town, <laughs> <laughs> and I think the dog just like ended up stealing his uh, his food. <laughs> That yeah, is what is, dogs do. Little is hobo. Um, oh, by, by the way, to like put on put on that. Uh, Corner gas is currently against. Let me pull this up, guys. This is this is gripping Cur- stuff. Oh no, sorry. Corner, yeah. Corner gas is currently against SCTV. So Ooh. I don't think I don't think Corner gas will beat SCTV, but I really like Corner gas. Yeah, I think the problem is SCTV just has so much nostalgia. It has so much more to it because it was a sketch show. So yeah. like all you all you need for that one is for that you know your favorite sketch or your favorite thing to keep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coming up. But Corner gas is really good. I just saw um what's his face Lorne, whoever the guy who played the cop. Yeah, I just saw him in The Last Wife yeah, as he's Henry the Eighth. Yeah, he's still, he was amazing. He still does work. Yeah, he was really good. Like, very charming, but also very like, oh, poor me. I'm so old. I have this beautiful wife, but she doesn't love me because I'm old. And you're like, shut up, Henry VIII. <laughs> um, on the other side of the comedy bracket currently, because we're in the semifinals right now. This the is semifinals. A, this is a sweet 16. Um, so on the other side, we have Kids in the Hall versus Trailer Park Boys. Mm. I think Kids in the Hall is going to sweep Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I don't think Trailer Park Boys, because Trailer Park Boys is still doing stuff now. I don't think it has enough nostalgia behind it. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't such a cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. Which means that I think the finals of the comedy bracket is going to be Kids in the Hall versus SCTV. At which point, I think Canada will split in half. Canada is the, you know, the referendum that Quebec has always been calling for? No. <laughs> it's going to be the Canadian comedy referendum. Yeah. <laughs> the country's all of a sudden going to be fractured upon the lines of what is funnier, funnier, I'm crushing your head, 
or um, oh, I can't remember, I remember the name of the guy in the wheelchair in uh, SCTV. I remember all the actors from SCTV. Andrea actually. Merton. I mean, you're just saying a name of an actor. I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a great thing that Canada's going through. I mean, it's a terrible thing that Canada's going through. But it also brought back a lot of, like, a memories of, so- of... Guys, they did... What, Degrassi is up there now? Um, yeah, so they have the uh, the drama bracket. Degrassi's in the drama bracket. It's on the children. Interesting. Um, and it's currently up against the Beachcombers. Oh, well, Degrassi's going to win. Yeah, Degrassi's definitely going to win that one. Degrassi is the best Canadian drama we have ever had. Well, it's been, it's so far it's beaten uh, Flashpoint and Danger Bay. Oh, sorry, no, no. It's beaten Traitors in Danger Bay. Wait a second. Does this mean... That Degrassi is going to be up against Anne Green Gables? It's go- well, I don't know. The thing is, the Lilith Hobo and Anne Green Gables are so tight right now. Um, that Degrassi versus la- the Lilith Hobo? Or at least last oh time I looked, it was, it was pretty tight. It might have changed lately, but it, it's, it's going to come down to Degrassi and something. Oh, guys. I mean, un- unless if the, um, I guess, the more mature crowd sweeps in and starts pulling more on Beachcombers. But Degrassi. There's just so much Degrassi. It lasted for so long. It had so many different versions, so many different versions, and it taught you so many lessons. Like, sometimes you get pregnant when you're 14. <laughs> That's not great. The best one, I think, is the miscellaneous bracket, which is currently between Street Sense and Body Break and Wayne and <laughs> Schuster and Heritage Minutes. So, Americans, we know you're listening to this or, podcast. Or anybody else in the world, I guess, who's Do not you Canadian. Guys know what Body Break is? <laughs> <laughs> because Street Sense was like a CTV show where they, it was for teens, but it was like, you know, making good choices about your money and looking at things critically and well, it, it, it was, it what's was a better value. Yeah, it, was, it was like very quick things that appear between like other shows. No, no, shows. Street Sense was a TV was it show. a full show? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was along the line of the things that would just appear. Like, nope. I remember the kid running like between trees or something. No, it was a TV show and there was, um, it was like comedy based, but it yeah. also taught you things. And Jono from Jono Vision was on it. Yeah, Body Break beat Jono Vision. Well, that's because Jono Vision was not as good as Street Sense. <laughs> Jono Vision, he just talked about TV. I would love to see Street Sense versus Jono Vision. Which version of Jono, whatever his last name was, is the best? Street Sense. <laughs> Street sense. sense. And Street then Body sense. Break was like, this was this one between shows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So between shows, there would be something called Body Break. And it was about health. And it was Hal and Joanne McLeod. Yes. And they would essentially just like. Teach up, you about healthy food up, and up, fitness. Yeah. For about a minute. It was like an extended commercial. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also going, eventually going to be going up against, I think, Heritage Minutes. Oh, Body which, Break versus Heritage Minute. Which was a thing that, like, for a minute of time between... You you know, you'd be sitting there watching something on, like, CTV. And then, then this sudden, very dramatic commercial would come on. Yeah. And depend, there was a large break where they didn't make them. So you'd be watching in, like, 2008. And up would pop something that was definitely filmed in the 80s. Is a different aspect ratio. <laughs> and they, and taught just, you, they taught you about things like the Halifax explosion. Or when Laura Secord went running down... To warn that the Indians were coming or the French. Laura Secord? Yeah. That's why she's famous. Laura Secord was also a chocolate. Laura Secord is also a friend of yours. Don't you, you have a friend named Laura Secord? Mm, Don't you? No, Laura Riley. Oh, all right. <laughs> Brian had a friend named Andrew Secord. Yeah, I'm just combining them. Uh, <laughs> but when, when we say they would, they would explain these, they wouldn't just tell them to you. What they would do is they, like a moment. Well, they, they'd bury the lead usually. Yeah. It, would, it would be like a bunch of people standing around being like, we must let this pass. No, this cannot 
uh, this cannot happen. And then someone will stand up and say something very inspiring. And then it'll be like, this man went on to create Canada. Or it's like a man and a native Canadian, not American, walking through the wilderness. And then he gestures and he says, Canada. And the man's (laughs) like, oh, this land is Canada. (laughs) I'm like, that's, I'm sure that's how it happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Canada is the word for like. A valley. Yeah, Italy was not the entire, you know, giant not country the we have. Country, the second largest country in the world, second only to Russia. I think the children's bracket is also where people who are outside of Canada will get their most things because a lot of stuff from Canada mm. went down. So currently, in children's bracket, we have the friendly giant versus Fraggle Rock. Oh, yeah. And on the other side, Mister Dress Up versus the raccoons. Oh man, guys. I mean, Mr. Dressup, but the raccoons hated garbage and loved to dance. <laughs> Mr. Dressup already beat Reboot, and I was really pulling for Reboot. Re- Reboot was a little too old, though, and it got a little too weird. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, at a certain point. So, when Enzo comes back and he's a grown-up with a missing eye. Oh, this is a crazy thing. That wasn't actually, that was actually just put out in Canada. So, Oh, people Re- don't know about this. Yeah, in, in this, Reboot stopped being, like, presented in other countries. I think at least America. I don't know if it was still, you know, other places. Um, but they stopped after, I think, the third season. Oh. And then Enzo came back as, like, an like he got cast into the Matrix. And he came back as, an, as a burly, angry adult. With a missing eye. With he a had missing, a real eye patch. With a missing eye. And he had, like, and his, like, his girlfriend grew up hot. And, <laughs> like, it was, it was real weird. It got real weird. No, it's because they no longer had, like, oversight. Like, the, oh. the, um. Production company in the state or wherever they're working with the states are like, ah, oh, we don't want this anymore. So the creator was just like, I can do whatever I want. Also, Americans, did you guys have YTV? YTV was like a network, not a cable network. Well, I guess it was, yeah, it was cable, but it was like not standard cable. Yeah. And it, it was children's programming. Yeah, yeah. Like children and teens. After 8 p.m., that's when the teen shows came on. Like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, Are, you, student afraid, bodies. are you Afraid of the Dark was on here, and it was being, it, it beat student bodies, then lost, <laughs> then lost the raccoons. I just name-dropped so many things. Yeah. All right. Oh, the friendly giant beat You Can't Do That on Television. Some people will know that one. That's a slime one. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, the big friendly giant, you look up. You look way up. And there he is. We've been talking about this for so long. We should probably do, you know, the show oh, but Kevin, that we're supposed to do. Our past is so much more interesting than... <laughs> well, you know what? I loved Grease, the musical, when I was a child. In fact, I was in Grease, the musical, when I was 12. So uh, I'm ready to talk about this episode of Riverdale. I'm, I'm very interested also in the fact... Uh, anyone out there, if anything what we just said makes any sense to you. Or if you guys are just going to all skip over the first 10 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> oh, great. They're talking about Canadian stuff again. I don't get what any of this is. What are these people? Right, let's do this. This is episode six, Death Proof. Death Proof. So we got a weird confirmation at the beginning of this episode. Jughead is writing this book as, like, cur- concurrently. Yes, in real time. He's he is sit- just recording what happens to him. Because we go in and he's sitting there at his laptop with his face all messed up from his, uh, his mm-hmm. initiation, the gauntlet. And there's Tony in his house in the morning Ooh. saying good morning. Ooh. Ooh there's Ooh. Tony. Oh, Ooh. no. Well, this is currently what's happening. You know what else is currently happening? 
Betty is regretting her choice <laughs> from the previous night and is running, running through the Riverdale streets. Do you think she slept or do you think like... <laughs> no, she is still wearing what she wore last night. She just sat next to her bed and was like, oh no, So she, yeah, so I she, did it bad. So she decides to run to the five seasons. Betty can't drive. She's a child. The only person who can drive is Jughead. There's some weird things about that that we'll talk about later. But she gets there and... Nick St. Clair is real creepy just stabbing a table with a so, knife. So he, so this scene gets escalatingly like just worse and worse. So Nicholas is there and he's like in his bathrobe and he's just like stabbing a table with a knife. As you do. And Betty's like, oh, you're alive. And he's like, what, did you come to... To finish the job. And then his parents come in. And I'm like, was his parents just watching their child just, like... Stab the table? Stab a knife. And they're fully dressed, and he's not. They're like, Nicholas, you're not ready. (laughs) I got some things to think about, Mom. And then in comes Sheriff Keller. Yes. And they're like, we're arresting your son. And the mom's face, full stop, reads, ugh. Not again. <laughs> oh, they're arresting him again. Nicholas, we told you to stop drugging people. <laughs> Gotta stop doing it. <laughs> I, where did you get a new roofie supplier? We told you you couldn't contact the other one. He And he just does it to anyone. There was one time where he was like, just hang out with, you know, a guy friend of his. And his guy friend's like, hey, you're pretty cool. He's like, oh, awesome. Then he roofied him. It's this one time he accidentally roofied a dog. Because not... the dog was being real friendly. Look, our son is evil is what we're trying to say. Our son is just... Just evil. Just just TV evil. But guess what, guys? The Black Hood continues to be just the worst serial yeah, killer ever. So, yeah, Betty Betty called him being like, so you didn't kill Nicholas? And he's like, no, because when you gave me a name, you gave me the well, best gift. Well, also, he says, Nicholas is not a child of Riverdale. And I'm like, well, but neither was Miss Grundy. But what he really wanted to do was know that Betty had vengeance in her heart for right. I yeah, I guess I'm yeah. mostly up to, I mostly feel like he just couldn't do it. He's <laughs> he was like, like, I can't get into the five seasons. There's a guy who sits at the front desk. The kid drugged me. <laughs> I was just like, hey Nicholas, you seem like a pretty cool evil guy. And the next thing you know, I woke I was, up in my bed. I was gonna take I'm gonna take him behind the. Uh, the hotel and shoot him in the head and then all of a sudden he's handing me a drink and I can't refuse a drink. That'd be impolite. That'd be impolite and I'm a good guy. I'm just fighting for what's right. Uh, uh. Uh. So he he didn't kill Nicholas for some weird dumb reason. Concurrently, he is the worst serial killer and Mama Blossom is just the worst mom. Just the worst. Just the worst. Just the worst. The worst human being. I feel like we could get into this, but what you really need to know is that Mama Blossom says the words, well, we can't press charges because after all, nothing really happened to Cheryl. Yeah, and and who, then I who had Who knows a rage. what Cheryl did to like lead him on? I'm like, oh God. And then I had a rage blackout, so and, I don't recall what happened. Yeah. And well, Cheryl and Betty are like listening in. So I, they're not very far. Um, Cheryl, no, Cheryl and Veronica, Veronica. Are listening in. Yeah. So they're not very far away. And it's... D- Guys, I just I went full summer. From I had I had a, I don't hear was wondering if this was the mother also just like re- retaliating against the fact that her daughter did try to murder her. Her daughter did chaotic burn her house like, down. Well, and then when remember she was in the hospital, she pinched her um her yeah. uh, oxygen tube. We talk about the fact that the mom no longer has scarring from her fourth degree burns on her face. Nah, she's cool. 
<laughs> she's recovered just fine. And her hair is there and lush. Well, maybe she got some wigs. Well, Never mind. Well, Clipper Blossom has a real good wig hookup. Well, I take Aaron, that back. Well, Aaron, if, you see, it wasn't holy fire, which would kill the vampire. It was just fire fire, it which was, just takes her a little bit of time to recover from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe makes her a worse. She was a pretty bad mother before. She is a bad person. She's a very bad person. This will come up again and again. <laughs> this will come up again and again. Uh, but Cheryl, so Cheryl's like, she, well, essentially, Cheryl gives up at this point. But yeah. Veronica's like, no, you still have to you you still have do to something. Fight. And Cheryl's like, no, you should do well, something. Well, because Veronica's like, no, he does bad things. He did bad things to me. He's done bad things to other girls. And then Cheryl was like, don't use me to fight your battle. You fight your own battle. Like, Cheryl, you fight your own battle. Yeah. <laughs> don't make Veronica fight your battle. Stop fighting each other's battles. Fight your own battles. <laughs> Be gr- I, okay, they're 15-year-olds, though, and it's very hard yeah, to but deal Mama with Blossom's sexual assault. Yeah, but Mama Blossom's at least 37. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off because I was angry about Mama Blossom. I just said it's hard to deal with sexual assault when you're 15. <laughs> being, being Currently, she's the opposite of what 2017 has been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Jughead and Tony are having some breakfast together, and Tony's like, Jughead, I can't be a rebound for you. You you clearly aren't over Betty. And I'm like, yeah, because Betty broke up with him yesterday. And you kiss him five seconds after them. Apparently spent the rest of the night making out with each other. Tony, don't sort of start acting out like, oh, I don't want you to get all clingy on me. But Jughead, I'm more into girls anyway. Like, like Shut t- up, Tony. Uh, Tony. Calm down. <laughs> no one cares. Maybe have these thoughts last night before you just confused jug this Before poor you boy jumped on his poor sor- sorrow filled face <laughs> yeah you can't say i don't want to be a rebound when you literally for like forced that rebound upon him all he wanted was for his wounds to be cleaned up all he wanted was a friend tony he wanted a friend and you weren't a friend to him tony i'm shaking my head we're both Kevin shaking <laughs> we're both shaking our heads because this is just there's this beginning of this of this episode is just full of so much stuff that just makes me so, so angry. So many people who are doing things wrong. You need to be an ally, not an enemy. awful. <laughs> Uh, so Betty talks to Archie essentially about being like, I'm done with the Black Hood. I'm not dealing with his stuff anymore. Archie, that lasted for two episodes. That never happens. It, it arched a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, then she sees Jughead with Tony and that makes her sad. But then they got to go because Alice Cooper is up to something. So they both get individual calls and go to what I can only describe as an impromptu town meeting with only the main characters. In Alice Cooper's house. Yeah, we see Reggie's mom. Yes, who is yes. beautiful. Yes, and very fiery. Oh, yes. She definitely made that Reggie. <laughs> um, so we do have a great moment. So basically Alice Cooper is just trying to burn the children at the stake yeah you know it's very clear that the reason she called the meeting is because she wants to be she wants to be like betty left betty's the good child your children are demons you should punish them (laughs) 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 and hiram's like i know i know about your whole mugshot thing let's not forget that happened okay but he says i'm not the only one who knows about what you did because the mugshot was published i'm like this is Worst kept secret in Riverdale. So I assume everybody knows. Like everyone knew before the mugshot was. She she, mugsh- she just didn't want. <laughs> she just didn't want the children to know. Apparently, the children are the most important things in this town, except for when they're when you know there's actually stuff happening to but them. Mostly, but, yes. This, so this scene is really weird because it's a big balance between ser- like serious stuff, 
presented in a super crazy way. Yeah. Like, there's there's very serious things going on in the scene because they're talking about... They're trying to get the, to the bottom of what's going on. Yeah. They ask Reggie who he bought the drugs from. He's like, oh, I don't know, yeah. some guy in a leather vest. And then they're like, the serpent. Yeah, they talk, they talk a little bit about, like, Nicholas and the fact that he's just, like, not even there. And Archie tries to be like, not all serpents are bad. Maybe we shouldn't paint all people with the same brush. There's literally another gang in this town. We know there's... A, do do the do the police know there's another gang in the town? Yeah, is no one aware of the ghoulies? Yeah. Um, also, we learn that the father of um, Josie has some real substance abuse problems, so it's he, very bad that she took some drugs. I mean, he was a jazz player. I think that's like, if you're a jazz player, you've done some drugs. You've done some drugs. I don't think in real life, but I think in like... TV, TV. Yeah. Ja- being a jazz player being is... Being any sort of musician <laughs> means you did some drugs. <laughs> or you cheated on your wife slash husband slash girlfriend slash boyfriend. The TV world is very... They follow the rules. They, they, they follow the rules. <laughs> rules. Whatever you want to say that. Anyway, so the mayor just goes on a real... Well, okay, so... because, because Reggie says... Some guy in a leather jacket sold me some drugs. All the adults are like, the serpents. Yes. And then the mayor Wait, is no, like, the war on the no, south no, no, no. side has begun. This, this doesn't start just yet because she is sitting there in the room and then Josie says she did drugs. Oh, yes. And then she freaks out like she didn't get that from context clues. Well, actually, Betty, no, Veronica says the next day when Josie and I were not on drugs, we saw what Nick did. <laughs> yeah. So- and then Sheriff Keller is like, the drug actually stays in your system for three days. I could do a drug test right now and you guys would all fail. Which kind of sounds like he's saying like, well, we don't even know if anything actually happened there. Yeah. With like, wh- Sheriff Keller, don't. I feel like also... Don't be that guy. It's how drug, like any... There's no... Unless if you're taking like something incredibly hallucinogenic. We don't know what this drug is. We don't know if it's hallucinogenic. Well, we know it's heroin. We do know it's heroin. <laughs> but to be fair, we do know of all things, it's heroin, a depressant... Heroin's depressant, yeah? Um, you know, I should know this because I love rent, but <laughs> it just makes you feel happy. I should know this because I love heroin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, this ends with... The, the mayor going on a tear. I, it, just, it just seems so weird to me that, like, she was at that meeting and didn't catch on that and her daughter did drugs. Until Veronica said, <laughs> well, we weren't on the dr- on drugs the next which, day. Which makes me think she spent most of that meeting just looking at the ceiling, just being like, Why mm. am I here? <laughs> I'm the mayor. I appear places. I'm in Alice Cooper's house. This is a lot of screen time for my daughter. She may be a main character. Not as main as Reggie, of course, but... <laughs> no, no. Almost. But, but more main than Valerie. Mm, mm. Valerie. She used to be a main character, sort of. Remember when Valerie dated Archie? Or there's, there's a third Pussycat doll who we, like, never see, and that one scene is actually just not there. What's her name? Melanie? Me- Mel- no, it's Melody, because it's dumb. It's no, me- I think it's Melanie. Melody can't be a name. Is it? What is my daughter's friend's My daughter's name? on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the mayor just goes on a tear. Her number one mission as mayor is now to take down the South Side, Wait. and she's going to start at the high school. Because that's what matters most for <laughs> gang members. Yeah, because that's where the insidious bad part of the city lies, in the high school. Not the white worm, the, the place we know where the gang is. Because, you know, children start gangs. Children do not learn behavior from the grown men who ride motorcycles around them. Well, you know, Aaron, children are the future, so we must stamp them out now. So, 
at the school. Jughead first... shows his issue to like the teacher. Yeah. Well, and issue. They... <laughs> he shows his issues to the teacher. <laughs> well, my dad's in jail. And I had a girlfriend, but then my best friend broke up with me on her behalf. I got punched a whole lot, and I think that left some lasting things. And then this girl, who I thought was my friend, kissed me on the mouth, like, a bunch. And but then, then she told me she likes girls. Which, which, I mean, she's bisexual, which is fine. But she's like, I don't want to be a rebound. But then she put her mouth... On my mouth. And now I'm, in the rebound time. And now I'm seriously considering that she might not have any more lines in this series and she might actually be done. Because she has a very small role in this episode. And I don't know. And these are my issues, Mr. Teacher. And he's like, <laughs> this is a good newspaper you wrote. But when did you have time to write it between joining the snakes? Serpents. Nope. Oh, the serpents. I know they're the serpents. All right. Uh, but the teacher, because the, the teacher, he knows it. He's a magic yeah, teacher. Yeah. He's <laughs> he a magic man. He just looked outside. I was like, there's a bunch of men punching that boy. Oh, that's oh, Jughead. Jughead's Aww. joined the serpents. Oh, dang. 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 Meanwhile, Jughead gets a text message from Archie and has to run out of this meeting with his teacher. Yeah. But it turns out Archie is somehow magically already at his school. Yeah. Well, he's it come outside. Which yes. I guess means out into the hallway. Outside of the room you're in. Well, if they shoot outside the school, it will reveal that they're using the same set for both schools. That's true. And so Archie's like, we gotta go! We gotta go! And Jughead's like, what? And then the mayor and Sheriff Keller <laughs> bust through the doors. I and love- the mayor is just pointing at children. That child is evil. That child is evil. <laughs> Police officers. It turns out there's more than just two of them. Yeah, they have dog. They have a dog. Well, I mean, he he borrowed them from uh, Greendale. <laughs> They're just freely arresting anyone that principal that mayor points at. And Archie's like, "We gotta go. You can't do anything from jail." And he pulls Jughead through a door with a window in it, and that magically means the Jughead cannot be arrested. Well, I mean, he he's going to keep running. Like, essentially just... Like, he when, stands there for a long time he staring does. through that door. But, but to be fair, those police also stop halfway down the hallway because they just arrest the first people they see, which means they can't actually clear that school. <laughs> they've run out of police officers. They've, they've ran out of police officers. Because <laughs> they literally just arrested anyone the mayor pointed at. Yeah, which I guess is anyone with a serpent because the ghoulies apparently aren't a gang. Conveniently, Jughead is neither wearing his serpent jacket, nor does he have a tattoo? He, he never wears a serpent jacket. So it wouldn't even matter if the mayor pointed at him because the police officer would be like, that child has no snake on him. <laughs> he can't possibly be a serpent. Yeah. So yeah. we uh, we come back in with Veronica and she's sort of talking about what, to Kevin about why she doesn't want to like tell the truth is because she's afraid her dad will just straight up murder Nicholas. Which is fair. Which is fair. And they walk up to Betty, and then Kevin just lambastes Betty. Yeah, why is Kevin... He's like, hello, Benedict Betty. Yeah, no, 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 no. Hell, hell, hello, Bene- Benedict Kevin. Betty was your friend first. Your yeah, friend's why are childhood. why you Veronica's side? You've known... Talk to Betty, because you know Betty does weird things for good reasons. She just did that to you, like, two episodes ago. Yeah, Ver- Veronica... Has been, you know Veronica for six months. You've known Betty since you were a child. Why are you siding with Veronica in this? And the nicest thing Veronica has ever said to you is like, oh my god, I need a gay best friend. Yeah, Veronica just likes you because you're gay. So, uh, calm down, Kevin. Calm down. <sighs> so, um, Betty gets another phone call from the Black Hood mm-hmm. where they have to go after the Sugar Man. Yes, now this episode has the Sugar Man. The sugar Man distributes the Jingle Jingle. This is, can- this is canon in Riverdale. The Sugar Man distributes Jingle Jangle. 
Moving and also Clifford on. supplied him. Yep. Yeah. Moving on. Archie and Jughead have run away to hang out in plain sight at Pop Tate's. Yeah. And Archie tries to fix stuff. He tells Jughead, like, half of what's going on. And then it's like, you better talk to Betty. So, yeah. So, apparently, Archie just blowing up at Jughead is pretty much just gone the way. His mind glitched. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, no, I, I fixed that. I went home and I rebooted myself. And now I'm good. Also, what I learned this episode is that Pop Tates does not care about truancy. Oh, at all. <laughs> he loves it. Children can go there. Well, they're bringing him money. <laughs> Children can go there anytime they want. Look, kids, I don't care if you skip school as long as you skip school at Pop Tates. But you got to buy a milkshake and a meal. That's the deal. <laughs> and I won't snitch on you, because snitches get stitches in Riverdale. It's true. It is true. true. It's true. It's 100% true. Uh, so Betty talks to Cheryl, because Cheryl was the daughter of Kiver Blossom. And she's got to investigate the sugar man. Yeah. And she asks Cheryl who the sugar man is. And Cheryl Man's like, or no, she says, asks if she knows who the yeah. sugar man is. And Cheryl's like, um, yeah, that's a childhood boogeyman. So, <laughs> which, for, for a moment, I was like, wait. So your mother used to tell you that your father was friends with the sugar man who would come and take you if you were bad, which seems crazy because that'll be like me going to my child and being like, just so you know, your mother's like besties with a boogeyman and he'll come and get you if you're bad. Telling you that only your parents is friends <laughs> with, with a monster, monster is something that I'm like, this is bizarre until I remember those blossoms. I'm like, no, that seems yeah, right. That's actually good for them. Yeah. 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 But then Cheryl's like, get out. It's just a. Just a thing. I don't care. Adorably, Cheryl did say, hey, cousin, when Betty walked in, which is accurate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So, meanwhile, back at the Andrews old homestead, we find out that the mayor has decided that the children have to do community service. Yeah. This this is a, this scene is mostly just a very long, like, to set up community service and then to lead into Jughead meeting in... A weird basement with a uh, soft boy. With soft boy and Malkavoy? <laughs> a, a shirtless man who I who I do think for a moment I did think was Eric Balfour. Yes. And that would just be so great. It would but be it turns so out great. he's a youth. Yeah. He's a youth ghoulie. No, I mean, no. He's, he's the leader, but he's also a youth. I don't think he's a youth. I think he's like 22. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's not in school. He's not yeah. our youth. He also, for some reason, has a... Um, a Union Jack? Because the ghoulies think they're British punks. Yeah, but they're even... <laughs> put British, I thought it would be better if they put on British accents. <laughs> so I was thinking that'd be like, so good. I really... I wanted them for some reason. There's this entire gang that's just all British people. And it's never explained. Like, are they actually British? Do they just pretend to be British? No doesn't one matter. tells us. It they doesn't just, matter. They're, they're just, just the ghoulies. And if you're British in Riverdale, you're part of the ghoulies. So what's going on is that soft boy... Wants to join forces between the serpents and the ghoulies because you gotta evolve or die. I mean, to be fair, the north side is being just the worst. Yeah, and the thing is, the ghoulie. But soft boy, the ghoulies are the bad ones. Yeah. If FP wants anything, he wants you to go out there and prove the ghoulies are the bad ones. Yeah, and you're just another fun gang. Also, in this scene, we learned that FP 100% without a doubt He has to have been the leader. the leader. They never say it. They never say it, except for at one point, Softboy says, I was his right hand, which means I'm now in charge. So I'm like, so say he's the leader. But then he says something where he's like, well, your father's in jail, so I need you to be on my side for optics because... People care about you, you being... Uh... 
I, I want, I want, I, I I'm, need I'm not someone gonna let to this... point blank say yeah. FP was the leader not, of the serpents. <laughs> I'm not going to let this rest until someone says, oh, FP, yeah, you mean the leader of the Southside Serpents. Because everyone was so surprised by the fact he was a serpent, and I don't understand. Would it make sense if he was the leader? He's the leader. Uh, so back at uh, the... Uh, castle garden house that Cheryl lives in. <laughs> she opens up a creepy old box. And she finds a drawing of herself and Jason and the Sugar Man. And no parents. No, just I don't the Sugar Man. <laughs> we will learn more about the Sugar Man. I don't know how this fits in with... With the narrative? And, yeah, why would the child go like, this is me and this is my brother and this is the man my mom said would kill us. And he looks like the Slender Man if a child drew him. He just sort of looks like, I don't know, I don't know he's just kind of like, like a dude. It's like the Slender Man mixed with the gentleman from Buffy the Vampire yeah, Slayer. Yeah, he looks like a dude, yeah. really. It's, he's it, very pale, no hair. It's a weird photo. It's a drawing. <laughs> Sorry, drawing. It's a really weird drawing. Um, so Betty goes off to do some more investigating because if this episode has one thing in it, it has teen detecting. Though Betty does very, like, actually not a whole lot. She goes to talk to the sheriff and the sheriff doesn't tell her really anything. He's just like, oh, no, the sugar man, that was Clifford Blossom. He was the one who distributed the jingle jangle. Then she was like, no, jingle jangle didn't go out until he died. Well, actually, he says jingle jangle didn't go out until. No, she says it and he's like, well, that's true. But, you know, someone probably took over his trade. No, no, no. He, yeah, he's saying there's no sugar man is what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying that the sugar man was Clifford Blossom, but now Clifford Blossom is dead. So just someone else picked up the trade. Hashtag still Clifford Blossom. <laughs> Could still be Clifford Blossom. So then Veronica is sitting there reading a book and drinking a milkshake with her uh, she, reading glasses yeah, on. Veronica wears reading glasses when she reads a book, which, which makes me hate her so much more. <laughs> like, you're 16. You don't need reading glasses. Kevin, some people have bad vision. <laughs> <laughs> reading glasses yes but she never she doesn't never need wear anything else veronica needs glasses all the time but she is too vain <laughs> so she only wears the glasses when she reads because otherwise she gets a headache i like i like that story a lot better i feel like it's actually just being like well i want to look like i'm uh studious studious so i'll put on these nice glasses while i'm reading <laughs> these glasses are just they're just they're just glass there's nothing in them could be either one. But I do like the idea that... I, I also think it also fits with her that she is just, like, maybe legally blind, which would also <laughs> explain a lot of things. A lot of her insanity. <laughs> it's just she can't see anything. So she's just always, like... like, like Vaguely squinting. Yeah. Um. So Betty sits down across from Veronica and immediately tells Veronica everything. Yeah, Veronica's just like, hey, I'm angry at you. And Betty's like... Look, let me tell you. Let me tell you all my secrets. And then cut forward, and Betty has told her everything, and everything, including telling, including telling him to kill Nicholas. Yep. And Veronica's like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> He's like, "I would have done it, and I would have been happy. I would have gotten a facial." And I'm like, "Oh, I know the best thing to say to someone who's actually like dealing with this problem, who's feeling this sorrow. Yeah, who's you know, has got stuff going on." And then Betty's like, I don't know what to do. I mean, what happens if I find out who the sugar man is? And then I tell the Black Hood, and then he kills him. Or no, she said, would he kill him? And I was like, well, um, yeah. he'd try. I mean, he'd try. He's not good at killing. <laughs> You've literally seen him kill one person who does not fit his M.O. at all. At all. So was it him? Maybe. Who Maybe. knows? Uh, Jughead tell Jughead's like in his in his 
trailer just pacing back and forth talking and we don't actually see who he's talking to at first so we assume it's someone who would make sense and he's just like like well we gotta do something because the snakes uh they're, they're teaming up and soft boy he wanted to betray us for so long we gotta do something i have the obligation to keep the peace to keep the peace because i'm my father's son cut to the couch and it's archie and archie's <laughs> like I thought you joined the serpent so that you could keep the peace. Which means that when Archie was upset at him, at some point, Jughead was like, no, no, no. That was to keep the peace. And Archie's like, oh, no, I gotcha. Oh, keep the peace. Cool. That's the thing I've done. I like that. That's a good way of doing things. You're real smart, <laughs> Jughead. <laughs> keep the peace computes in my mind. Oh, yes. And then Archie's like, but you know who would know the answer? Dramatic cut. They're on the phones at the police station. And FP's like, okay, boys. <laughs> Tell me the whole story. Commercial. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, I am on vacation. Much like Riverdale, I will be taking this next week off. <laughs> yes. So, in celebration of my week off, I am drinking some La Marca Prosecco. Now, sadly, oh, oh, never mind. All right. I was going to say, sadly, La Marca is a classy beverage and does not write things. But then I turned the bottle around. Oh, it does not describe what this Prosecco is like. What is it? Sparkly wine. Oh, it just explains what it is? Yeah. But it, it has a big paragraph back there. It's not a paragraph elaborated by Elaboré par La Marca Vides. Nope, that was some bad Italian. No, but but what do you mean? Is it is it just yeah? Is is it just one <laughs> sentence and then the sentence said over again in a bunch of different languages? And then below that, um, it says that it's imported by La Marca Europe from the Harriman House in Uxbridge, the UK. Really? Then it says it's a sparkling wine, a vin moussois. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, it's I got extra it. dry. I got it's a product it. of Italy. It has 11% alcohol. All right. And I can return for a refund where applicable. All right. Which means I will be able to get five cents back. Nice. For the purchase of this wine bottle. Very, very good. Um, it's good. It's sparkly. It's bubbly. Yeah. It's a celebration wine. Yeah. I've drank a lot of it, and I am feeling no results, which is troubling. All right. But I might have to watch some TV at this house after we're done recording before I drive. Yeah, fair enough. Although it's only 11% alcohol, so whatever. All right. Kevin, would Don't you... drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Watch TV. Sleep over at your brother's house. Kevin, would you like to try some of this Celebration Prosecco wine to celebrate my week off work? No, it's your week off. It's not my week off. All right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so FP starts telling those, like, they need to, you need to avoid bloodshed. And you need to yeah you need to know that these uh these ghoulies like they're they they love their cars they're old they, they dress like fops but they care about territory yeah so what this all goes around to is these dumb kids are going to race for pinks and the and the pinks is parts of the city yeah yeah and also as someone he calls it Riverdale drift and I'm like that's a much better title for this episode than Death Proof in fact that's gonna be the title of our episode it's gonna be Riverdale drift. You get my Riverdale Drift? Mm, 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 mm. Fast and the Furious, Riverdale Drift. Thanks, FP. I'm just happy to see a little bit more of Skeet Ulrich on my screen. I just, I just, I just like that, of course, 
of course, the only way they're going to solve this problem is they have to do a drag race. And of course, only a teenager can fight a 22-year-old for supreme <laughs> rulership of these gangs. Yeah, of course. Of course it's how this Of course it's how this this has to happen. This is not like a real gang where bloods and crips are going to shoot each other on the street and like do drive-bys. This beautiful no. This beautiful, wonderful trash show. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course they need to have a drag race. It's just like Grease the Musical. Speaking of terrible trash, um, Cheryl goes to talk to her terrible trash mother. She's doing some investigating about the sugar man. Yeah, and the mother's like, I don't know anything, and also I hate you. I never made up that story. What are you talking about? And Cheryl's like, yo, why can't you ever be on my side? <laughs> <laughs> Dad is dead. Like, it's literally just us. I tried to murder you. You apparently think I deserve to be raped, which is bad. Very bad. But, Mom, I only tried to murder you (laughs) because you and Dad systematically abused me for 17 years. So if you could give me, like, a minor amount of love, I could probably stop my murdering ways. Mom, look at me. I'm crazy. Do you see the things I do? Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. And now I need to know who the sugar man is. Ah, <laughs> uh, cut to it's time to pick up garbage. And I love Reggie so much. I have a question. Is Cheryl picking up garbage with them? No. Okay. Cheryl has been punished enough. Fair enough. Um, so it's time to pick up garbage. And Veronica's like, well, I mean, first do your thing first. Reggie just like aggressively, poorly flirts, and it's I, when I say aggressive, I don't mean like, oh, you better like me or else. Yeah. It's just like, no, I'm gonna keep flirting with you. I'm so charming. I'm gonna say dumb stuff in your face. Hey, hey, Josie. You th- I, I know that I know elsewhere you're Beyonce, but right here down with the rest of us, you need to pick up some garbage. And she's like. I think your biceps could pick up the garbage. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I got some biceps. I'm like, that's not, that's not even an attempt at an insult. You just said that he's strong, with which Reggie loves strong. And <laughs> she is so happy. So then Veronica prances all over and he's like, hey, we're in the middle of something. And Veronica's like, literally answer one question and then I'll go away. Tell me where the drugs came from. Where are the drugs coming from? So Veronica goes to fake buy some drugs for real from a ghoulie. Yeah, so Veronica goes and buys drugs. But for a <laughs> fake reason. And then... <laughs> then she asks who the sugar man is. Well, she's, well, she mentions the name Sugar Man, at which point this ghoulie... <laughs> takes off running. <laughs> yeah, the ghoulie just goes at a full sprint. But it turns out that was the plan all along because Betty is hiding on the route he's running along. Why would you gauge that? How would Ronnie be like, look, I'm going to go up to him. I'm going to buy some drugs. And I'll just casually mention mention the sugar man. At which point, he'll run. (laughs) And then we'll follow him. Mm. Meanwhile, we see a little bit, I guess, of the, um, the jingle jangle process, which involves... Putting glue sticks in pixie sticks. I guess that must be them. That has to be them sealing it up. Yeah, they're using a hot glue gun to seal it. I don't it. think they're just like spraying like <laughs> hot glue gun powder. And hot glue. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when you crack that open and take <laughs> some down, you're also getting some hot glue gun. <laughs> you sure are. Some sweet hot glue gun fumes. That's why everyone has a slightly different reaction to the jingle jangle. Some people get more hot glue gun than others. Well, sometimes I use like glitter hot glue gun. Sometimes I use colored ones. Sometimes I, I get... gotta get the dollar store hot glue gun, and that makes a real weird high. <laughs> 
I just love, I just like the image of them being like, oh, it's time to make the drugs. Better plug in the hot glue gun for two hours and hope it melts. <laughs> now it's not done yet. We're oh. going to have to wait. So meanwhile, Archie and Jughead are in the den of yes. the ghoulies, yep. which again is this terrifying hellscape where Melchior lives. Sure. His name's Melchior. Sure. Why not? Why not? Why can't his name be Melchior? He said something like that earlier. So Melchior... Like, they're essentially coming up with the agreements for the drag race. So, essentially, if Jughead wins, then the ghoulies back off. Yeah. And the ghoulies back off. And, and if... the ghoulies tell people the serpents don't sell drugs, I guess? I don't know. But if the serpents win, I guess the thing that was going to happen... This, this is the reason why the ghoulies are like, no. Because, essentially, if the serpents win, the ghoulies... The same thing that was going to happen before... Would keep happening. Yeah, so if the ghoulies win, then the serpents will join them. And the ghoulies are like, that's dumb. And then finally... It's already what's going to happen. And the Jughead's like, fine. You can have the white worm. Actually, that doesn't come up until we learn that Betty and Veronica are the worst at following. So Betty and Veronica do their... Well, Veronica is running in high heels. Yeah. Like, she did not wear smart flats. So let's be clear how, how this... We see the man running away. We see Betty, like... Come around the corner and be like, yeah, I see him. Next time we see them, they're being pulled in by the guy who was running away. <laughs> like, these dumb girls were chasing me. <laughs> I found them in the garage. I think I think they're dumb. I think they're teen detectives. <laughs> I think they think they're teen detectives. And then Archie's like, hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then Malachi's like, wait, what? What's going on? Are Every- you distracting me while these dummies do dumb stuff? Everyone, get out of my drug den. <laughs> And Jughead's like, no, I need to save the town. If you win, you can have the white worm. And then uh, Malkior's like, and the trailer park. And then I'm like, so Jughead will have no home? Again? I guess. Or will you? No, will you that's not sell- how trailer parks work. There is there is someone who owns them. Well, they just. I like, guess. Okay. Do the serpents own the, serpents the, trailer, own park? the trailer park? I guess. Or do these guys just mean that they get to sell their drugs in the trailer park? Which will make that trailer park even worse. <laughs> Which means the Jughead will have to look out his window every day and see people doing jingle jangle. And he'll shake his head in sorrow. And that's what Melchior wants. Uh, so Cheryl's a Pop Tate's just doing her stuff. And Nikki St. Clair is just... just he's just the worst for all the while. Like snidely whiplash like twirling his mustache and laughing about how evil he is yeah and don't get us wrong nicholas is super evil but but he he doesn't feel like insidious or competent or anything he just feels like i would have really liked it if he had tried to be a good guy to her the next day that would yeah because and had like tried to get into her head and be like oh i i thought we had fun yeah like try to like trick her around wasn't it really fun when we were dancing at the open house because and... it also would have been a lot stronger for her because yeah. rather than being up like hey <laughs> and her to be like no nah, screw you if, if he was just like hey look i'm being a nice guy I, i'm really sorry that you thought it went through that you thought it meant something different and you know i would hey pop tate can I pay for her dinner? Like, I, I did something wrong to this girl, and I, I need to make sure that and then, and then she it, doesn't think badly of and me. And then if at that point Cheryl was like, you go to hell. You're gaslighting me like crazy, and no one gaslights Cheryl this Blossom. Is, this is what my mother does, and you're not my mother. No! No! Like, that would have been a much stronger moment for Cheryl. So that's our version of the scene. That's our version of the scene. Um. So it turns out that Betty... 
aside from being like a fun mechanic with her dad, knows how to soup up a car for drag racing. Yeah, like, like I we we've already set up that Betty knows how to mechanic because she used to work with her, with her dad. Yeah, but also she has like she's souping up this car, which we guess is, is FP's? FP's car. Um, for a drag race, and I'm yeah. like, this doesn't seem within the purview of a normal mechanic so betty's got some stuff going on betty's a super mechanic betty did some teen sleuthster googling before <laughs> she came here how to soup up, up a car. car how to make boyfriend well ex-boyfriend <laughs> well ex-boyfriend who you want to get back together with win drag race to, to be fair that's sleuthster insists you type in with stream of consciousness yeah. If you type it, if it will be like, this is too few, this is too few words. You definitely didn't just type this in off the top of this your head. This sentence is too straightforward. <laughs> be more meandering. Take more, take more, uh, take more like dive tribes. <laughs> so, um, Jughead tries to harass Betty about his sorrow. Well, I mean, he's, he's like, Betty, you sent Archie to break up with me. And that's the worst thing you could ever do. And Betty's like, my life is very complicated. Which too fair it is. I'm like, Betty... Tell Jughead. Jughead could definitely understand it. Also, you're currently in a mechanic shop, leaning inside the hood of a car, getting ready for a drag race. There's definitely no magic man inside that car. <laughs> you told Veronica out in the open at Pop Tate's while you were ordering food. What Betty says is that she doesn't want to distract Jughead because he has to focus on the race. <laughs> Which is like the most... The way you said that is the best. It's not the way she said it, but I like to imagine her with that, that like high pitch, like, I don't want to tell you because I, I want you to be focused on the race. In her head, she thinks it just like that. <laughs> um, uh. So back at the garden house castle. Yes, there was a reason for Nicholas to come over because he mentioned the word hush money. So Cheryl goes on a search for that hush money. <laughs> she, and finds she finds immediately, it immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and she holds it up to her mother and is like, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah. This check is more to you than me. And she pours her heart out to her mother. And it is a very sweet scene. But the unfortunate thing that I always have to keep on looking back on is everything that like every crazy thing that Cheryl has done. Cheryl's mother made her that way. Which, it, to be fair, in this scene, it makes it very clear that, like... Cheryl's mother made her that way. <laughs> Cheryl has been crafted. Yes. Cheryl was not born chaotic, but neutral. I, I think she's... I don't know. She's, no, I think she's still chaotic neutral. I, you don't think she's chaotic evil anymore? No, she's using her powers of chaos for good right now. I guess. I guess it means it makes her neutral. So she's yeah. chaotic neutral. She dipped into evil for a little bit there. But then she was pulled back... <laughs> I guess. I guess. At some point. By her near-death experience. And by death, I mean rape. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she pours her heart out. It's a very sweet scene, uh, which means there's not made too many jokes we can do about it. So there's Archie and Veronica in bed. What? <laughs> yeah, why not? These and, teenagers are just casually having sex. And Archie, I mean, there's also been times where we think it's sex and it's not like when Tony hung up, uh, um, Tony hang, hung over. Yeah, but they're in bed and there's some nudity. I yes. know he is a robot, so. Yeah. Uh, so Veronica talks to Archie about the drag race, but Archie's like, don't you worry. I have a plan. And we made a lot of goofs off camera about how his <laughs> plan was to just robot run and beat <laughs> both of the cars and then be like, I am the winner of the drag race. I say that there are no more gangs. <laughs> I am Archie Andrews. I robot have man. <laughs> They're like, Archie, it's a car race. I am a car. Vroom, vroom, Archie Andrews. Look, I will open up my pictorial muscle and show you my speedometer. <laughs> Look at my mileage. 
I had to get it reset because of some things. <laughs> um, but we don't find out what his plan is yep. because Veronica gets a phone call from Cheryl. Yes. At which moment... So what we find out is during the scene where Cheryl pours her heart out, Cheryl's mom is like, well, the lodges are still having dealings with the St. Clair, so why can't I take their hush money? <laughs> like, that's not a That's good, not how that works. You hate the lodges. So Cheryl calls Veronica to tell yeah. Veronica about the dealings. Yeah. So Veronica goes back to her house and shouts at her parents. That Nikki St. Clair is the worst and has forced himself upon her. At, at which, which case, point the, 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 the room drops. And Hiram Lodge's face turns <laughs> to stone. You tell, tell me he tried something? Don't worry. Well, and then, like, <laughs> Hermione comes in. We'll never deal with them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because here I was like, don't you worry. We'll murder him. And Hermione just doesn't want that said out loud. Because <laughs> who knows what kind of bugs are in that living room? Yeah. Who knows if the, you know... Sheriff Keller. Convicted criminal has some sort of, you know, FBI watching over him or something. I mean, probably. So what we learned is the Lodges are, cr- are also crazy, but in a very different way. And the Lodges didn't care about the bad things Nikki St. Clair did until he did them to their daughter. It's true, yes. So now it's Greece. Now it's time for a weirdo drag race set to the theme of Greece. It's Greece. Because there's Betty, dressed like Greece. And Cheryl... Dressed like Greece. Like they had outfits picked out for this impromptu criminal drag race. And 1950s themed outfits. Also, so when Jughead's about to like go and race, Betty like tells him racing stuff. I don't know what any of it means. Something about like sliding the clutch and things like that. I'm like, so Betty knows how to drag race. That teen sleuther has really paid off. <laughs> like, is this all theoretical knowledge? Is just like, teen sleuth? Teen sleuther. How do I help my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, future boyfriend, be a part of a drag race that I don't want him to be a part of, but he continues to want to be a part of it, so I need to give him advice. (laughs) Dot, 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 question mark. (laughs) We suggest that he slides the clutch. Oh! (laughs) Teen Sleuther, should I tell him that? Yes. But Teen Sleuther has said so. Oh! I think Teen Sleuther doesn't even give you, like, websites. It's just answers. It's straight-up answers. (laughs) Teen Sleuther is no Siri, but better. (laughs) Here is a link to a website about drag racing. Say these things to him. Here's the... Teen Sleuther, should I read the website you linked me to? No! I've told you the highlights. (laughs) No, no. What you should do is watch this scene from the first Fast and Furious movie. And then this scene from the sixth Fast and Furious movie. Then the scene from Greece, Because they might have razor blades in their car. (laughs) Just so you know, this is all stuff that may be or could be. (laughs) (laughs) What you guys don't know is Kevin, as he says this, looks up and to the right at his future. (laughs) Or, um... Ozzy Mendias, look at my work, see mighty and despair. <laughs> yeah, Teen Sleuther, you nailed yeah. it. Uh, so the funny thing about this race that I found is that each car is not only like Jughead and uh, Malkior. Their second is in that car. Yeah, they got a they got a they got a friend with them, I guess. Archie has to go, and I was like, no, Archie's a bad choice. His robot weight will weigh down that car. It, it's true, but it turns out Archie is a good choice. And then because- also. Sh- Oh, Cheryl? Cheryl's taking a, taking a break from, you know, her mental breakdown to forget about that plot line. Because Cheryl's dream for her entire life has to be <laughs> cha-cha in Greece. It has to be. And so Tony actually walks up to the car and she's like, can it, cha-cha? 
I'm doing this. That's why I'm like, Tony might not have a role anymore. <laughs> Cheryl has just supplanted her. Well, I mean, because in this scene, in this episode, Tony's entire thing was to tell Jughead, look, Jughead, we're not dating. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Cheryl starts the race. And Archie's like, keeping Jughead slow and calm, mm. which Jughead doesn't like. And then Archie reaches over and slams on the brakes so Jughead's car spins out. Yeah. Because well, they, I mean, he, he pulls the handbrake. Yeah, because they can't both fit on the bridge at the same time. Turns out what actually happened is there's just the police on the other side. All of them. All of them. All of those Which ones that like... Sheriff Keller borrowed from Greendale, <laughs> they're there. Hey, you guys are still here, right? Yeah? All right, cool. I got to call for a drag race. It'll be fun, right? We got to go stand menacingly across a bridge. Yeah. 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 So the ghoulies are getting arrested for drag racing. Yes. And then, so they go back and, you know, soft boy shouting at everyone, we got to go because the police are... And then he's like... Jughead, how dare you work with the police? Now we look like the nerd gang. <laughs> now they think we're nerds. Also and then, snitches, and snitches yeah. get stitches in Riverdale. And Archie's like, I am the nerd, and I, in fact, cannot get stitches, for I am a robot. I'm like, Archie, stop being so earnest. Just lie. Don't even just lie. lie. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Because... And just let why would be they like, think... I don't know why the police are there. Yeah, just be like, maybe it's because we are all having a drag race. And we weren't super quiet we about were not, it. We were not subtle about our fact that we were doing a drag race. Someone at one of the two high schools probably Look overheard. Look at all these teenagers over here. They were probably tweeting about it on the Twitter. <laughs> at a sweet drag race. Hashtag drag race life. <laughs> Sheriff Keller's like, I follow all of the teenagers on the Twitter. <laughs> this is how I do most of my crime solving. <laughs> But anyway, they got to run. They got to go. Um, Jughead does shout at Archie about being like, Archie, when he comes back up from jail, he'll want you. And Archie's like, eh, I'm a robot. Like, I don't care about that far ahead of time. I'm I mostly, I'm, I mean, I'm a robot. I'm going to be fine. I'll get some upgrades before then. <laughs> look, I'll, look, I'll punch him and his head will explode. It happened <laughs> once. That was when my, that's when my mileage was reset. Now I remember. Oh, we have to reset my mileage again. Uh, oh, no. So, back at the Garden House Castle. My, my favorite thing about this is that Cheryl walks in clearly coming from the drag race. We're, like, like kind of jaunty. <laughs> Her like, mom's like, like <sighs> What I imagine is that if, if all the drama before hasn't happened, she would walk in and be like, Mom, I had such fun at the drag race. <laughs> <laughs> But instead, her mom is sitting in the dark by a fireplace. Weeping. Yeah. And she says to Cheryl, you said I never took care of you, but I invented the sugar man to take care of you. Which doesn't make sense because everyone else knows who the sugar man is. I had to make a real terror into a child story. Uh, but no, everyone knows who the sugar man is. And are, then wait, she... are you saying that you told her who the sugar man was and then told everyone else who the sugar man was? Because everyone knows the name of the sugar man. Yeah. Then she says, I thought everything was fine until your father was grooming Jason to take over the business. Then I said, don't introduce him to the sugar man. But he did. Yeah. And that set the horrifying actions in place. Well, I mean, the important thing to keep in mind is also that the sugar man is mul- – it's a name. It's passed down yeah, yeah. apparently. So there's always a sugar man, but yeah. it changes. Which means she definitely didn't come up with a name. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks, Mama Blossom. Like even in this – Well, mo- she could have. Like there could have been a creepy white-colored man over at the house and the kids were like, who's that? And she's like – Oh, it's a sugar man. And, he's and like, then Clifford was like, oh. I like that. The Clifford Clifford has no Clifford they keep on pointing that Clifford has nothing to do with like So the sugar man overheard and was like, hmm, 
I like that. This will be a name that I pass on from me to my predecessor. No? Yeah, I don't know. This is a weird thing. But so Clifford Blossom, because Clifford Blossom was just selling his heroin to the Sugar Man, who I guess the latest Sugar Man it created Jingle Jangle <laughs> out of heroin. Great. Because that's how drugs work. So Cheryl's mom tells her nothing because we literally just said everything Cheryl's mom said. And then Cheryl's like, oh, that's probably good enough. Here you go. Here's the, here's the check back. And then her mother throws the check into the fire. And then Cheryl asks who the sugar like, man. Huh, you've proved you're a good person who will tell me the truth. Yeah, even in this moment where Cheryl's going through like an honest goodness like emotions about yeah. being sad. She's like, still got to test her though. Because what if she didn't burn it? What if she's like, thank you and put and it Cheryl away? She was like, like, oh. I guess I'll never find out who the sugar man who, is. Who's the sugar man? You already gave me the check. I'm not going to tell you. Do you want me to press charges against Nikki? Because I'll do it. I will drag our name through the mud, mother. <laughs> Look, just tell me who the sugar man is. I should. I definitely should have told you this before I gave you the check. I mean, you took the hush money. I didn't. <laughs> so then uh, Betty's sitting with Veronica, and she gets the call. And her phone does not sing lollipop. Which means it's not... Uh, not canon. Not, yeah, it's, it's not the guy. It's not uh, the Black Hood. It's Cheryl. She gets the name, and we don't get to hear what it is right then. She just says to Veronica, what am I going to do? I'm going to destroy this man's life. There's... Will he kill him? No, no, she does say he'll, she knows she'll kill him at this point. Yeah. He's like, if I, if I tell the Black Hood, he will kill him. If I don't, he will kill, kill me. other people. Other people, I guess, is the idea. He, he didn't. Sh- he should have made a more specific I, I, threat. I think, I think she's like, if I do this, I'll, I'm damning him. If I don't, I'm damning the town. Yes. And I feel like maybe the Black Hood should have been like, if you don't tell me who the Sugar Man is, I'm going to done kill Archie Andrews. Yeah. The, the one man you apparently care about and who I've never... I'm who less, I've never threatened. Maybe the Black Hood loves Archie Andrews. The <laughs> one pure boy in town. The one good soul, <laughs> for his soul is artificial. <laughs> All he cares about is whether or not he has the courage to play upon stage. And that is the, what my heart feels as well. That is the truest struggle in life. <laughs> I... I... I saw myself in him in the first season of that moment. The only person that I attached myself to. Archie Andrews. Archie Andrews. So, anyway. So, so also, there's no way that Veronica wouldn't be like, so what, what's, what's the name? She did, off camera. Yeah, as soon as Betty did her little thing. Then Veronica, Veronica was like, like but you're so going to tell me who he is, You're going to tell right? me, right? You know, me. Your best friend. And that's when Betty decides to play hardball. Yes, she, she gets a call from the Black Hood. But turns out she already told Sheriff Keller who the no, Sugar she Man didn't. is. And, no, she said oh, she, she told Sheriff Keller and she published an expose in the Blue and Gold. Yeah, she, she took a real um, page from her mother and <laughs> already published it. And she's like, so you can find out. Good luck, Sugar Man. You're playing my game now. No, Black and Hood. <laughs> Stop, Aaron. There's too many names that are not names. Well, it's Sugar Man and what's Black Hood? I keep wanting to call the Sugar Man the Candy Man. I really have to think every time before I say it. All right. Anyway, the Black uh, Hood is playing her game now, a game where she wins. Yeah. Uh, Tony and Jughead have a talk, and then um, the Turns police out come. Most people are happy, but some people are, are not. not so happy. <laughs> And that is, uh, that's apparently the teacher that Jughead has been hanging out with, the English lit teacher. Great. It's the sugar man. 
I care so I much care about so, this. I care very little. Honestly, that's the only. Like, it had to be someone we knew. It was and not going to be the only person. It could be. Yeah, the only person. I mean, I should have figured out when he appeared again in this episode. That's true. <laughs> this is not the mid-season finale, so no. this is all we get. Yeah. And so then, uh, then the Andrews man bond over how it's really hard to have best friends who are gang leaders. <laughs> yeah. Also, Fred Andrews takes some painkillers, so that's going to be a thing. He's going to get really addicted to those painkillers. I don't think he is. I think this is just uh, to oh, remind us. Oh, you think he really is getting better? No, I think it's just to remind us he's still hurt. Okay, because he says, he's like, I'm getting better every day. And I was like, the drugs. No, I think, I think it's, a, biz- I think it's a, a bit like an actor business thing. Oh, okay, because they were like worried that people would be like, he seems pretty good. And Luke no. Perry was like, I'm going to take some painkillers. Don't worry. Yeah, no. I, I think it just shows, like, look, he's still recovering. So at the Lodge's house, Hermione gets a phone call, which she is very calm to. Yeah. And she hangs up the phone. And she says, hmm, the St. Clair's had a car accident. <laughs> Nikki will be okay, but it'll take some time to recover. And then They were, they were Hiram, ran off the road. Yes. Specifically. And Hiram's like, huh. And Veronica's like, oh, no. Karma's a bitch. And then Hermione's like, oh. <gasps> Oh, no! And Hiram's like, yeah, right. I was like how every time we come in, Hiram and Hermione are playing chess, which I know the director was just like, we're going to have to play chess because that's a game of the mind. I'm like, they're, are, they're not the one who's fighting with each other. You never make it clear that they're fighting with each other. They're on the same side until but, uh, now. Yeah, but like, are they going to switch back again? Now that Veronica has turned evil, Hermione's like, oh, wait, we can't side with Hiram. <laughs> Veronica's like, now, now that something's happened to me... I understand my dad's perspective. I understand. I understand how to punish evil. And Hermione's <laughs> like, uh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. no. Uh, and then we get a, a quick little scene where um, it's the... Jughead does a voiceover, and Betty and Jughead are back together. Yep, and the English lit teacher's in jail, and there's the Black Hood, and he shoots him with a gun, Great. which means he's not dead. It's true. The Black Hood cannot kill anyone. He cannot kill anyone with a gun. Nope. He, sh- he should have come in with a cello bow. Exactly. <laughs> Which would have been great if he's just like, come here. Or come maybe a bow. Me. Maybe he's good with bows. Maybe he can come in with an archery bow. <laughs> he just walks in from about two feet away, just winds up a bow and he's shoots like, him. Eh. <laughs> gotcha. I'm legless. Yeah, so. So <laughs> that was the episode. That's the episode. Oh, oh, Kevin, you know what I have not done? What? I have not found a CW moment. Oh. A CW moment is a moment. Okay. This is a CW episode. Yeah. This is a moment where logic is just thrown out the door and stomped underfoot in favor of drama and intrigue. Yeah. And my moment. Not, in, not intrigue, Aaron. Not intrigue. They want intrigue. It doesn't work. Drama. It's, it's, it's logic is replaced with drama. And so I think my moment... Must be when Cheryl hands her mother that check before she gets any information (laughs) whatsoever. That's a pretty good one. And then asks for the information afterwards. Because our chaotic neutral friend Cheryl loves nothing more than a test. (laughs) Yeah. Although it could be a tie. It could also be when Kevin just decides to To, to... Benedict Arnold all over Betty. Yeah. Yeah, that's also pretty good. Yeah. And then there are no repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're friends again. We'll talk about that. Kevin, now that I have picked two moments, have I left a moment for you? Yeah, I was 
I usually like to try to have my moment to be a lot smaller. I think I said this before. Mm-hmm, um, so mm-hmm. I was considering picking the drag race because, mm. <laughs> like, of course it's a drag race. Of course it's But a it's too race. much of a plot point to say it's a moment. So I'm going to say the fact that the mayor went with... <laughs> With the, the sheriff? sheriff to the school so she could just point at snakes. <laughs> and I wanted a moment where the sheriff would be like, I know what, I can see what they're, you're just pointing at people who are wearing serpent jackets. I know what they're, ja- okay, why did they pick Tony? Tony does not have a serpent jacket. Oh, she does. She's does wearing, she? she was wearing it in that scene. Oh, that's my moment. Tony wearing her jacket once. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if any of also, these Also, she's kids, like, oh, immediately, I guess. If any of these kids are smart... They should just, like, take their jackets off and then run. No one will know who that jacket on the floor belongs to. Well, but, to. I mean, the first ones, they just didn't That's know. I, I imagine what happens, they walked in, got those first people, and they're like, oh, they all took off their jackets. Oh, no. Man, we probably shouldn't have come into the tunes of K-Flay. Um, I should point out that Sweet Pea was also at the drag race. And so Sweet Pea also, yeah, so none of them got kids arrested. kids were literally in jail for, like, overnight. And then they could go to a drag race. And then their lawyers were like, um... Hey. Do you have any proof? These are children. Like, do you, or did you just walk in and arrest a bunch of, and walk into a school and be like, you're under arrest, you're under arrest, and then have no evidence? This is just like when everyone at the fancy school wore those (laughs) t-shirts with red circles on them. Did you direct, did you arrest all of the red circle kids? Yeah. Did you just say, hey, they're wearing a red circle t-shirt. Clearly Veronica Lodge is one of those muscly, oiled up men. Can I say that, like, it, this episode is really, really, like, making, like, I don't think we're supposed to be against the South Side at all. No. But it's really making me like, God, the North Side is just the worst. Just the worst. Like, it is, there is, there is, it's, it's not even like it feels like there's two sides to the story. It just feels like the North Side is just so bad. All of the grown-ups on this show, yeah. with the exception of Luke Perry Andrews and FP, are just awful. And I include Soft Boy in that. <laughs> Soft boy sucks. That lawyer snake lady sucks. She's yeah. coming back. I'm sure she is. But, Molly Ringwald Andrews. But apparently, oh, the worst. Apparently, FP is the leader. So why would why would he owe her something if she is a snake and he is the leader of the gang? She's yeah, in. Then he comes back and he's like, uh, "Calm yourself. <laughs> I make you a snake. Do you want to not be a snake anymore? Do you just want to be a lawyer with a tattoo on your arm? I'll Deal t- with that. Yeah. Like I feel he'd like be like, hey. No, no more clients for you. I think he's just worried that his dumb teenage son is going to get tricked by this lawyer snake lady. <laughs> Look, she's smart. By that means she's smarter than you. Don't let her outsmart no, no. you. <laughs> Don't deal with her. Also, she's going to tell you that you owe her that you owe her a favor. You don't. Also, there's this there's this ongoing history in time that when someone who's a leader of a gang gets arrested, that doesn't stop them from being the leader of the gang. Yeah. There's been a lot of people who've led gangs from inside a prison. Al Capone? Yeah. So, like... We went to the mob <laughs> museum. We know. Yeah. So, I so I like the idea that the serpent's like, oh, man, he's arrested. That means he's not the leader anymore. I think FP has always been a reluctant leader. Yeah. he's like, ugh, I guess I have to be the leader because you guys just keep causing problems. Which makes the serpent sound like the worst gang ever. The leader is just like, everyone just, like, what if he just started as a club? He's just like, he opened the white worm. He was like, hey, friends, I have a bar where we can all hang out. We can call ourselves the Southside Serpents. It'll be fun. What, what crime do they do, by the way? <laughs> what do they do? Well, he was stealing construction supplies from Fred at one point. I guess. So just like lar- like larceny? <laughs> they just do extortion. 
They don't know. They weren't extorting people. No, sorry, not extortion. They just do... Um, embezzlement. Embezzlement. Oh, <laughs> uh, just like Mr. Lodge. Mr. Lodge is secretly the leader, leader of the serpents. We don't even know. They, they're trying so hard to make the serpents be like, no, they're not, they're not at all bad guys by making them not bad guys. At all. Like, I don't understand what, like, other than the individual people in there, like, obviously soft boys probably do it something. What do the serpents do? Well, they used to hang out at the movie theater and, like, throw popcorn at moviegoers. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they're jerks. They're jerks. <sighs> so, hey, if you, uh, if you like that, you should, um, Got Interact it. with us. I love and hate this show so much. <laughs> I know. I took such delight in just cackling like a real Halloween witch watching this episode. It might be a good time to take a moment to say that, like, hey, we're really riding on this show, but it's certainly been a trip. It is entertaining AF. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's trash. It's, it's the best kind of trash. So, guys, tell us about how much you love this trash. Or how much you love some of our goofs. Or if you know any of the TV shows that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. What about heroin? Or heroin. Because we don't. We're looking for some information on heroin. (laughs) And we don't have Teens Looster. It is up on Twitter about heroin. Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA. We also have some Instagram. Yeah. We Instagram some things. Also Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA. Or you could email us. And as you know, I'm on vacation this week. (laughs) So I'm going to have so much time to respond to to emails. You'll have more time to answer everyone's emails. Email us, podcastmoa at gmail.com. Yeah. We love reading your emails. We do. Yeah. We don't always talk about them, but we read them and we have joy. Yes. Yes. So just so you guys know, Riverdale is on vacation this week, as am I. Yeah. So we're not going to have a new episode until the 29th, but we are still going to have a MOA because we love you guys so much. Yeah. So we'll do a retrospective on like... The first season and how it's leading to this season. Yeah, we're going to have a journey so far. Yeah, and we'll talk about stuff that we like and stuff we don't like. and You can join us on our canoe that we're going to paddle down the river in Riverdale. All right. I don't know. All right. Analogies. Cool. Did the Black Hood kill the Sugar Man? Will the Serpents accept Jughead as their new leader? Okay, so how many drag races has Betty won in her second life? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast?